everybody, welcome to Tabletop Escapades. Uh, a bit of an explanation, this week at Easy Allies has been crazy for everybody. Uh, we've got people out of town, we've got people with other commitments that they need to take care of. Uh, I'm going out of town starting tomorrow. It's all it's all a mess. Every um, game came out this Every week? game. All of them? Yeah, every video game that you can play on current or last-gen consoles came out today. The Dodgers made it to the World Series. The Dodgers made it to the World Series, right. Um, And so I really didn't think we'd be doing a one-off episode again this week, and I don't don't think we'll be doing one next week, but uh, just due to circumstances... Here we are, and we have the most intimate tabletop escapade sessions that we've ever recorded. We just Ooh. have myself. I'm going to be GMing this this one-off episode. We've got Kyle Bossman there. Mm-hmm. We've got Ian Hink, mm-hmm. and uh, Ian Hink, you're you're bringing a returning character into this scenario. Sandstorm. Sandstorm, and Kyle Bossman, <laughs> whole new character. Whole new character. All right, the new character is named Pepelis, and Pepelis <laughs> is a dwarf, a male dwarf. Uh, he's a druid. He is lawfully good. Lawful we got, good. We got two druids. Yep. We got a lawful good druid. True. Wow. Two, two is... No, I'm sorry. Cleric. He's a cleric. Oh. He's a cleric. Okay. He's a cleric. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Kind of different, cleric. but yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah. What is Sandstorm's alignment? Uh, Neutral. I. You know what, Ben? I'm going to level with you. I don't seem capable of playing a character that is not just neutral. Okay. She plays off as That's neutral fine. to me. I, I but see like neutral, me, yeah. Ian... I just can't sure not be neutral. That's that's just what it is. That's just how it is. Yeah, art imitates life. Yeah, yeah. I'm just right. too true neutral, you know. Um. So when thinking about the the situation for this one off, uh, last week's was like pretty off the rails in a great way. I had a lot of fun with it. It, <laughs> it genuinely was one of my favorite episodes. Um. But I didn't. I wanted to give a situation that might uh, at least feel a little bit different. I have no idea what it's going to evolve or devolve into. Uh, but let's explain it. So, uh, this one-off campaign is going to be taking place in the town of Almarine. Almarine. Is the name of it. Almarine. Yeah, Almarine. It's a very small town, uh, kind of in the middle of the woods, and the entire town is kind of built in a large circle. And there's not much in it, uh, for reasons that we'll get into in just a second. So in the town, there's a smith, but that's a little misleading because the smith just kind of takes care of things outside of his house. He's got a little forge set up. He's got a little log stump that he sits on. Uh, he's a dwarf. He's really cool. His name is Gunder. Uh, he's great. Gunder. Gunder. Okay. Gunder the dwarf. Yeah. So I've got, I've got a few names that I'm going to be throwing at you. Let me know if you need me to refresh you or anything. Yeah. Uh, there's also a chapel. Uh, all of these buildings that I describe are made entirely out of wood. Uh, very, 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 very simple. Uh, very log cabiny kind of vibes here. Uh, we've got a small chapel, and uh, we'll get into the chat. The chapel's very important to the vibe of this town, so we'll talk about it in just a second. We also have an inn uh, run by two humans, a, a, a married couple, a young couple named Chester and Carolyn. Chester and Carolyn. Yep. And Chester Gunder. And Carolyn. And Gunder. Gunder the Smith. They're extremely sweet. Uh, and in fact, they just, they wanted to come to this town and build it in so much that the entire community helped them. Uh, they, they kind of pooled all of their funds and resources together to build this in. It's a very simple inn. Uh, they don't serve alcohol, but they do serve other drinks and f- they serve food and all that stuff. Um, there are only three rooms available, but it's a very quaint, very cute little inn. Uh, there's also a market, and this is kind of an open place market where... Uh, every day in the morning for about two hours, the entire town gets together, and they either barter for things or sell things and spend gold on them or what have you. 
Um, and it, it's kind of just an excuse for the entire town to get out in the morning and talk with each other and socialize and check in with each other. Um, but the rest of the buildings are all homes, are all personal homes. Uh, the market is kind of spearheaded, organized, and run by an elven woman named Asha. 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 Yes, yeah, so let's go. What's going on with her? Um, and so, what I want to explain about Almarine is, it's this sort of melting pot of like the most kind-hearted characters you could ever imagine. Okay. Um, some of them kind of started that way. They were always just good and weren't much for the hustle and bustle of the city, and they just wanted to come to a place where they could be at peace with a small community and not really care about the outside world and just sort of live. Others have gotten into trouble uh, in other places. Maybe they owe people money. Maybe they committed a crime, but they're very, very emotional about it. It's never spoken about. No one ever brings up their past, but they've come here, they've reformed, and are just as good-hearted as everybody else. And so it's not really clear who's who uh, in this situation. Uh, and so this is where you guys come in. That's kind of the setup of the town. You guys, for reasons that you can decide, I'm not going to make them up for you, but uh, you stopped by Almarine mm-hmm. for one reason or another. And you're traveling together yeah. for one reason or another. And uh, this town was very, very kind to you. Uh, they saw that you were really travelers, travelers. They gave you a room at the inn for free. Mm-hmm. And so to repay their kindness, uh, there were two things that were needed. Uh <laughs> Caroline and Chester uh, sent you out into the woods to gather firewood for the fire at night and to gather some herbs uh, for some medicine that Caroline likes to make when people get injured. A simple quest. A simple quest. And so you were, quest. you were sent out into the woods mm-hmm. to go get these materials. You are now coming back into town, into Almarine, and everything has changed. Oh, no. It is like you're in a different place. Whoa. So, it's completely silent. It's dead silent. And all of the things that you expect to see, it's still morning, are there. The market's still going on. Mm-hmm. People are, are handing goods to one another. Uh, Gunder is hammering away at his forge outside his house. Um, people are going into the chapel to pray. Uh, what I wanted to say about the chapel is it's... It's just, it's, there's no, like, organized ceremonies that happen there. Anybody can go there and reflect or pray to whatever god or goddess they so wish. So mm. it's just a very open kind of thing. Uh, the thing is, is no one's talking, and everyone is wearing a white mask. Everyone. Everyone in the town is wearing a white mask. Oh, all Marine is, there's something's wrong. They're, they're dressed exactly the same as they normally would be, except for this white mask. Uh, and the only defining characteristic about this mask is it. there's one single thing on it. There is a large red tear on the right eye of each of these masks. Can they see through them? You are there eye holes? They're, they're not eye holes. Okay. Uh, but you can't tell whether or not they can see through them. However, okay. they seem to be functioning just fine. Okay. No one is talking. The town is dead silent. I sort of envision you guys coming in with the... The herbs and, and logs in your hands. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to let you run wild. This is a stealth, you. spooky Halloween episode. Yeah. This is, it's a little spooky. I like it. You know, I'm going to try to put this up here, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'll get that. What's your, what's the, your character's name? Papellus. Papellus. I was like, Pepalicious? That's not right. <laughs> it's not far off. <laughs> So how well do you two know each other, Papellus and Sandstorm? 
Uh, we've been traveling for, I think, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I met Sandstorm pretty quickly after an incident in which she got a bunch of bird seed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why'd you leave? What did you want to leave for? You were so happy in your woods. Uh, yeah. Um, the, uh, so I had enough bird seed for the birds. Oh, so they're going to be set. They're fine. So you could, you finally uh, have time to travel. Well, no, now I need, uh, liniment for some, some bunnies have some sore joints. <laughs> So I need some liniment. You're on a quest for liniment. I need, yeah, and I need some herbs that are native to this region. Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, two yeah. questions for you. Yeah. With the bird seed sandstorm. Uh huh. Did you just kind of like <laughs> get to the woods and just throw it all out there? Actually, like, birds. I, I devised quite an ingenious uh, method for distribution for the bird seed. Okay. I have, I, I wound up uh, some vines on a big stick that goes into a trough full of bird seed. And it's set up so that every every four hours, it just <laughs> bird seed out into the woods, and then the birds all come. So, Sandstorm is a is an engineer. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that, yeah. that's some good stuff. I worked it every out. four hours. <laughs> what what is the the volume of bunnies that you're taking care of? How many? Are oh, there? like when I left, it was like 150, but okay. now it might be much more. You <laughs> know, you sure you know how right. bunnies are. Mm-hmm. All right, nice, nice. Now we have some some check in with sandstorm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm up to. Needs some liniment. Uh, in Ulmarine, no one seems to really be reacting to you. Uh, that's not necessarily a, a signal or anything. Uh, it's just they they're going about their business. Like you standing at the edge of town uh, isn't suspect or anything. Papalis, hmm. Uh, they weren't wearing these masks when we left, right? No. In fact, they do give me the heebie-jeebies. Same, same. Uh, should we still take the logs in? And the herbs? Let's. All right. Chester's his name, right? Chester is the name uh, at the end, yeah. And we this is his quest? We did this for Chester? Uh, Yeah, you, so you did this ch- for Chester and Caroline. Caroline's yeah. the one that makes the medicine, but okay. they both run the inn together. Chester and Caroline will know what's happening. Right, let's see. Uh, We go over to the inn, I guess? Yeah. Okay. So, you open the large wooden door of the inn. <clears throat> and you hear only the clattering of dishes, uh, mugs being dropped on countertops and tables, but no one is speaking, despite there being about five people at the inn, including Caroline and Chester. Now, Caroline and Chester are acting a little bit differently than they normally do. Most of the time, they are the most down-to-earth folk you could ever imagine. However, they're both standing behind the counter, rigid, like wooden planks, and they both bow slightly to you, acknowledging your presence. But they don't speak. Good, good. <laughs> Caroline, Chester, we have your wood. And your herbs. And your herbs. Uh, Caroline kind of perks up a bit and goes like this. I turn to, to Papellus, I go, that... Her clapping seems a little sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell from behind the mask. True. 
She reaches out her hands and goes like this. Uh, <laughs> hand of the herbs. Okay. Maybe not exactly the gesture. I, take, I take the herbs from my pack and I place them in her hands. By the way, do you have more quarterstaffs? I gained several in the last adventure. So you have six quarterstaffs now. I have six now. quarterstaffs. Okay. Right, that's okay. important. That's important. But they're all Dave's. Oh, yeah. I have them in like a giant... It's basically a quiver, but for quarterstaffs on my back. <laughs> Caroline, Many quarterstaffs. When you place uh, the, the herbs on the counter in front of Caroline, she grabs them, slightly bows again, and then hurries upstairs to her room. Chester remains there. And he, one by one, takes the large logs that you've gathered from the wood, puts them behind the counter, and gives you another courteous bow. Chester, nod twice if you are under a bizarre curse. (laughs) Chester quizzically puts his finger on his chin, Mm -hmm. and he cocks his head before shaking it very, very hard. Shaking it no. Interesting. If he is under a bizarre curse, perhaps part of the curse is not acknowledging that he's under a curse. (laughs) I fear something worse. Worse than a curse? I fear mischief. Oh no. I fear mischief is at hand. Your conversation (laughs) appears to be making the guests in the inn a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before they were drinking at regular intervals, but... All the cap, all of the mugs remain on the tables, um, and then one by one, each of the patrons stands up and just stares at you. Those white masks with the one red tear, and they're not moving. Well, that's unusual. Stare back. Stare back. All right. I stare at each of their faces. Back at them. Me too. I think they're cracking. (laughs) (laughs) We continue to stare. (laughs) A dwarf slowly marches up to you Mm -hmm. and begins just kind of putting his arms out and pushing you specifically. Uh, what is sorry? What is your name again? Papellus. (laughs) Papellus. I was gonna say Papelle, but Mm. Papellus. Gotcha. Pushes his hands against your chest, moving you toward the door. Fine. 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 Sandstorm, come. Fine. All right. Fine. All right. Fine. And I leave. I leave. I back out, too. (laughs) Papellus, I think we got to get these masks off him. Just peel him off? We could try it. They're just masks. It's worth a try. I fear mischief, though. Hmm. Someone is responsible for this prank. The way I figure it hmm. is either the, the the town is the victims of the pranks mm-hmm. or they're the perpetrator and we are the victims of the prank. Where they're all just messing with us. We got It's real well, convenient. They I got us out of town. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The right thing to do is to care for them. Oh, yeah. We should care for them. We should care for them. Right. Let's peel the mask off. All right. Uh, we. Where's it doesn't Asha? seem like they'll give us permission. We should speak with Asha. All right. <clears throat> I want to go to the market. Sure. Uh, 
when you turn around away from the inn, yeah. you notice that all of the people that were happily trading goods in the market are no longer there. In fact, the only person visible in this small town still is Gunder, <gasps> hammering away at a sword he's making. Where'd everybody go? This must be part of the mischief. Well, there's Gundar. Gunder. 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 We can we talk at you for a spell? Speak with us, Gunder. He raises his head and stops his hammer. He looks up at you, cocks his head, and then offers a big wave, almost as if beckoning you over. Sure, sure. We'll walk over. All right. Now, Papellus. Yeah. Uh, he's holding a big old hammer. Yeah. If uh, if he doesn't like us trying to take his mask off, he might hit us in with the hammer. No, we must show empathy. We must care for him. Are you all right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> all right. Let us speak with Gunda. Okay. We go over to Gunda. Okay. <clears throat> when you approach Gunder, you notice that he is still resuming his work on forging the sword, and in fact, you notice that there's a large pile of swords right next to Gunder. Mm. Now, obviously, you're just visiting this town. You don't yeah. know the history of it, but the day before, you notice that Gundar was almost smithing just for fun, very casually, tinkering away here and there, but he seems to be working with an intensity and focus that it's almost like he's a different person. Mm. There's quite a lot of quite a lot of swords for a small town. <laughs> Gunda, <laughs> why so many swords? <clears throat> Gundar stops hammering. He looks behind him, and he points his hammer at the chapel. And then he turns back around and continues hammering. They need swords for the chapel, Gundar? He stops yet again. <laughs> His shoulders slump a bit. Oh, huh. <clears throat> he reaches behind him and he pulls out a mask. Oh. One that looks identical to the one that all of the other villages are wearing. And he just... Sticks it out as if offering it to both of you. Uh, Papellus. Yes. Uh, play it, play along, keep him distracted. Okay. <laughs> Papellus grabs the mask. Okay. I want to move over around behind Gundar. Uh huh. And then I want to go, sorry about this, Gundar. And I want to try to take the mask off from behind him, like whip it for like backward. Ooh. You know, All right. Off his face. Cool. Um, can I just have you make a? Because you're doing this, you're doing this pretty quickly, but you're trying to do it without him noticing. Yeah. Well, he's mm -hmm. distracted by him taking the mask. Yeah. So let's just have you do uh, one stealth check to okay. make this easier to see if this works. Oh boy, that's gonna be the old uh, five. <laughs> As you try to move behind Gundar, it's. 
without producing any sound, his body is moving like it's laughing, like a big hearty laugh that you would expect from a dwarf like Gundar. He just his body just goes and <laughs> swats you away with the hammer. Oh, oh! He's not. He doesn't seem like angry or attacking you. Right. He's just like keeps me away. from Keeping him. you away. Yep. Well, that didn't work. Gunda, give Sandstorm a mask too. I'll take the one you're wearing. Why? This is my mask. Oh, no, he, Gunda. Oh. <laughs> She'll take your mask, Gunda. If you if you don't have another. <laughs> Gunda puts his hand on his side, and he lifts his other hand, and he just goes. Like <laughs> <this>. <laughs> um, but what he does is he he. After he's done doing that gesture, he uh, reaches his hand out towards the mask and he goes like this. That you're holding. I hand it to Gundar. Okay. Gundar <clears throat> puts it on the spot where he was forging the sword. And what he does is he places both of his hands just above it. And then all of a sudden, a purple light, a faint glow, surrounds the mask. And he splits the mask into two identical ones. He makes he makes one he makes two from one essentially. Yeah. Oh, G- Gundar, that's a fun trick. Yeah. That that ain't normal. It's not. I, I fear it is the dark magic known only. As mischief. (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) Gundar puts his hand to his chest and it's like he's laughing again. Let us go to the chapel. Yeah. We'll be right back, Gundar. Thank you for the masks, Gundar. Gundar! Put his hand... I put my hand on his shoulder. Tell us. If there's anything you need to tell us, talk to us. We will listen. We're here for you, Gundar. <laughs> Thank you, Gundar. Thumbs up. All right, so I travel to the chapel. Yeah. Okay. We leave the masks, right? <clears throat> I have the mask with me. Oh, I got okay. My mask. I guess I took one too then. So, you approach the chapel. What is uh, your on the walk over? I want to I want to look at the mask. Look 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 on the inside. See if there's anything weird about it. Yeah, there's a lot that's weird about it. Um, <laughs> so you don't know how this mask stays on people's faces because there's no straps to speak oh. of in the back. No any sort of thing to attach it to a head. Uh, it's also a very thin mask, uh, like it's made of clay or something like that. Um, but other than that, there. There are no distinguishing features except for the fact that it is slightly warm to the touch. Not uncomfortably sore, warm, but there is a warmth emanating from it. Whoa. Uh, as you approach the chapel, what is the passive perception of your characters? 16. Great. 11. Okay. So both of you actually end up hearing this. Nice. Um, because there doesn't seem to be any uh, attempt at concealing it. You hear what sounds like... Someone giving a very loud and impassioned sermon. Oh. It's a voice that you hear. Developments? Yeah. Um, 
And the snippet that you kind of take in as you're approaching the chapel is as follows. It is important for those with greater knowledge and power to look over the sheep who cannot look over after themselves, for we will safeguard them and lead them to a brighter future. It is not submission, but acceptance for a greater tomorrow. I, I reach over and I, I touch Papellus's arm and I say, I say, wait, wait a minute. Huh. All right. So no one's talking, right? Except we hear a voice? Yes. So that's probably the ringleader. We should probably remain incognito. If they don't know we're around, that's an advantage to us. We we can't leave. We can't leave? I'm just saying, let's not just stride right into that chapel. Let's, like, peek around. I can peek around. Yeah. Let's Let's see him without him seeing us. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are going to sneak around to the back S- of the chapel? Sneak to like a window or something and sure. try to peek in, see what's up without Absolutely. being detected, hopefully. Yeah, yeah what's, I, what's the size and shape of this chapel? Um, so what it's a imagine? pretty small square chapel okay. made entirely out of wood oh, uh, cool. in a log cabin-like fashion. It's a pretty basic square structure, um, and it's not especially high either. Um, but there are windows. There's windows. There's two windows in the front, two windows on the side, no windows on the back. Cool. Um, so can I have you both make a stealth check, please? Eleven. Okay. Uh, that is a fifteen. Woo! So, you both creep to the western side of the chapel. Mm -hmm. And you slowly peek in the window. And you notice... Uh, would you have? Uh, would either of you have gone into the chapel uh, yesterday when things were normal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Seeking solace, seeking peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the the chapel that you saw yesterday was <clears throat> pretty simple. Uh, there were a couple of pews for people to sit in, mm-hmm. but otherwise it was basically open space. Um, there were praying mats for people. Uh, there were a couple of candles here and there. Um, you saw a little bit of incense on the side, but now all of that is gone, and it takes on a completely different vibe. All of the the places to sit are gone, and everyone, uh, basically the entire town, um, except for Gunder, of course, are sitting in this chapel, pressed up against each other, because it's not a very big chapel. They're just sitting on the floor, cross-legged, next to each other. And uh, there are a bunch of candles. There are candles all over the place. There are candles hanging from the ceiling. There are rows of candles on the side. Um, And it's a very strange atmosphere. Uh, And at the center of it all, at the top, on the the little altar that the chapel has, standing there, arms outstretched as he is speaking, is a human man. And this human man is dressed very, 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 very well. Um, he's got, he's, he's basically <clears throat> in all black, uh, kind of envision like a, like a suit almost. Uh, he's got nice black shoes, black pants, uh, a black vest, uh, with gold chains kind of going down the side and he even has a rose planted right on his re- right breast. Um, and he too is wearing a mask. Oh. So you can't see his face. You notice that there is long black hair coming out from behind the mask, 
but he is wearing the same mask that uh, everyone else has been given, but he can speak. He's preaching. Does the mask move when he speaks, like his mouth is moving? or It is does it? not. Um, mm. And in fact, his voice almost sounds muffled by the mask a little bit. Okay. Um, I mean, he's speaking very loudly. He's still clear, but it is sort of having some sort of effect on the sound. Hmm. I want to hear a little more of his speech, Ben. Yeah. <clears throat> the speech continues, and he proclaims, he sounds, <laughs> he sounds very arrogant. Mm. That is something that I want to get across with this character. Is it enough to be content idling away? In your perfect little paradise, while the world around you quite literally erupts into flames, is it enough to be happy running a small little inn, trading the same goods back and forth every day? Do you not want more out of life? Do you not think you were put here for a greater purpose? Well, I will lead you there. I will mobilize you. And realize the great potential that is in each and every one of you. My guiding hand will carry you forward. I've seen the likes of this man before. Not him specifically, but I've dealt with... Have I? Yeah. I've dealt with bullies. Yeah. I've dealt with, with manipulators. And we gotta put this to an end. Okay. Do you have a, a plan? No, I do not. I was hoping you might. We we need to we need to 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 shred the facade. We need to show everyone in this town who this man is. Mm. We need to burst in there, and we need to put on a show. A show? Yes. What kind of show? Just a better show. We need to we need to put on a better show. We need to take the attention, steal the spotlight. I see. But say these masks do exert some control over their wearers. Mm-hmm. What if we aren't powerful enough to to overcome that kind of mischief? We need to overcome that mischief with our own mischief. Like make masks of our own? Well, no. We need. We just need mischief. All right. Mischief is broad and powerful. Papellus. Mischief can make all sorts of people Pape- do all sorts of things. Papellus. Yeah. You're getting that look in your uh, eyes again. Uh, you told me to tell you if yes, you were getting it. Yes. Thank you. You're getting that look. Thank you, Sandstorm. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. We need to take control away by creating our own control. Right. I like that. I think, you know, it's it's a little dangerous for you, given your, your past, <laughs> uh, you know, to get back into mischief, but mm-hmm. I think if we're doing it for the right reasons, it's all right. Great. What kind of mischief did you have in mind? The old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> Uh, well, I have a few ideas. Go ahead. 
Uh, the first idea, probably the worst one. Mm-hmm. He talked about fire. Uh, everything is made of wood, and I can just make fire. No, no, no Sandstorm. <laughs> we must protect the village. We must have empathy. Right. No, I'm saying that we, you know, create a little urgency. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that might play into his game, though, too. Yeah. What's your next idea? Uh, well, uh, Gundar's the only one not in there, right? Everybody else seems to go in, have gone in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got all the swords. So I think step one is we take the weapons and we hide them. We get rid of them. Because this okay. guy's clearly amassing a little army. Yeah, he is doing yeah. that. Yes. So if they don't have any weapons, that'll at least slow them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just kind of figure it out from there. I have an even more elaborate idea. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, I, I will play the role of the villain. All right. You, Sandstorm, will smite me. Oh. First we show their weapons are useless against me, the villain. <laughs> but the mighty Sandstorm is the only one who can truly stop any imposing forces. Right, and then they'll switch over to ours. Yes, they'll yeah. follow Sandstorm. Right. I like it. Okay. So, give me the mask. Well, I have one. You want both masks? No, I'll wear this mask. You're going to put on the mask? Yeah. Oh, you're right. I have to appear as the villain. You have to... No, no, no masks. If we wear those masks, I think we're yeah. going to flip to his side. Right, right, right. We so have I think to show- it's a bad idea to okay. put on the mask. Sure. We grab one of those swords, I guess. We show that the sword can't kill me, because it can't. Yep. Well. <laughs> so, uh, perhaps uh, we have you try to hit me with the sword or something, mm-hmm. and then we say, oh, that won't work, it won't work, and then you, I don't know, what sort of power, some, you have some power? Oh, uh, right, yeah, I could, uh, mm, yeah. I blast you with some lightning or so something. So you blast me with some lightning, I pretend that it kills me. It might, it might. It won't kill me. Are you sure? Yes. I'm going to probably, they're going to be standing right there. I'm probably going to have to hit you. Yeah. Or, I guess if we get the angles right and everyone's on one side of us, if they just come out, I could probably put a little in front of you. You never get through mischief without a little pain. (laughs) I'm used to it. All right. He's like, he's got like a pulsating scar that twinges when he says that. (laughs) Um... Shall we walk in? Uh, is it nighttime or daytime? Uh, it's it's the morning. Okay. It's the morning, yeah. Otherwise, I could just rustle up a lot of wind. Inside the church. Inside the chapel. Oh, right. Uh, I can't remember if I can do this inside. Hang on, I gotta check. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Papellus. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna bust into the chapel, mm-hmm. and you're gonna put on a performance. Yes, where you are the villain. Yeah, and Sandstorm strikes you down, mm-hmm. and this is going to convey to the villagers. Yeah, that you are the true hero. Yeah, Sandstorm need. is you, the true hero. Sandstorm, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sandstorm is the true hero yeah. that they need, yeah. and that they'll be so so convinced they will so, choose to peel off their masks. Yeah, and join yeah. Sandstorm. Yeah, in harmony. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, the room is too small for lightning. We have to get him to come outside. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, is the church door locked? No. 
Okay, so I will use Thaumaturgy to slam the church doors open. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, none of the villagers inside the chapel move, but you hear that voice cut off, and it's Granny has speech, and he goes, What was that? It was me. Hellbite! I come to this pathetic town to chomp up any loser who wears a mask. I realize I shouldn't be standing right next to him, so I like skittle off to the <laughs> side. <Okay. laughs> Hide behind a building. <laughs> Hellbite, was it? Yes. <laughs> Why don't you come inside, Mr. Bite? <laughs> Because I won't step foot in that lousy, false chapel. Is its holy power too much for you? Its holy power is too much for my stomach because I would vomit putting one pinky toe in your little godless building of unsacred... Nonsense. <laughs> That's very nice, Mr. Bite. Uh, we have a, a service that we're trying to uh, get done. Caroline, if you would get up and, and please close the doors. Thank you. I walk over to Papellus and I go, they, they ain't buying it. Unhand me! Wait. Unhand me! <laughs> Can I? Before we get any farther? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to shape the nature of this, I should have done it before I had... Uh, the, the preacher yeah. react, but could you make a performance check? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a uh, 15. So before you go into your next bit, yeah. I want to give you two pieces of information. Uh-huh. Caroline does get up, as instructed, mm -hmm. but instead of closing the door, she runs out of the chapel. Oh. Also, Gundar is hobbling forward carrying a large sack of swords in his hand like this. And so Caroline's coming out of the chapel. She mm -hmm. does not see you. She doesn't know where this voice is coming from. Uh -huh. She's kind of looking around, <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. And it appears Gundar is, is making a delivery. Go ahead. To the chapel? To the chapel. Ah. Unhand me! It's working. Unhand me! It's, it's working. Uh, what if I smoke him out? Smoke him out of the chapel. <laughs> no, smite me. Smite huh? me. Well, they're not out here to see me smite you. <laughs> I gotta smoke them out. Okay. I'm about to smoke you out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I run, what? I run to the back of the chapel, <laughs> uh, like, staying low, like, below the windows, uh, and I'm, I want to light the back of the chapel oh, on no. fire. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a confused voice. The smoking portion is, is after the sermon. If you would like to engage in that, please wait for the sermon to be over. I'm burning your building. What? What? No! Not my sacred home! Your sacred home is dung! <laughs> so if I get behind the chapel, uh -huh. uh, I just use the cantrip create bonfire... <laughs> Right next to the back of the chapel. <laughs> okay. 
And then All I'm right, kind of just like fanning it to try to make the building start on fire. So All it's right. not like a cool like burn spell. No, it is create like, bonfire. It's like burning hands or yeah. It's just like, boop. <laughs> All right, let's look at the, the scope of create bonfire here because this is really going to change what happens to this whole situation. Uh, what page is it on? I don't see it. Uh, yeah, it might be a um, Druid-specific thing. Let me see. Where is it? Because I don't see it in cantrips. I see produce flame. Is that what you mean? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was on the website and not in the book. I used the D&D site to do it. Gotcha. Just do produce flame. <laughs> yeah, that might be that Just might be a better. Produce that flame. Might be a better I mean, yeah, it's basically the same. <laughs> a flickering flame appears in your hand. The flame remains there for the duration and harms neither you nor your equipment. The flame sheds bright light in a ten foot radius and dim light for an additional ten feet. The spell ends if you dismiss it as an action if you cast it again. You can also attack with the flame, although doing so ends the spell. When you cast this spell or as an action, uh, so it does do fire damage. So. Like, once you set it on the building, it's going to go away, but it's going to accomplish what you want anyway. Okay, yeah. So. Create bonfire, if I remember, just makes a little bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we got the same, same whatever. Thing. We're yeah. good. Um, and so, uh, you, what's funny is you're behind the chapel. You're at the side, so you can see what's going on, but uh, you, you don't see this. Oh, you're still at the side? That was my... In- no, I'm in front of the door. Oh, you're in front of the door. Okay, right, right. so you're peering into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Sorry, yeah, that didn't make it, I didn't walk, make it clear. I walked up front when I slammed the door open okay, right, and yeah. it was like grandstanding. All right, my bad. So Caroline would have a different reaction to you. But yeah. anyway, uh, you set the back of the uh, the chapel on fire. It's not a huge flame. It doesn't immediately engulf it. Yeah. Yeah. But you start the base of the chapel on fire. And that fire, because everything is made of wood, spreads extremely quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's a very... <laughs> Very dry. Very dry wood. As soon as I see that it's taking off, I, like, scurry back over to a hiding place over somewhere else. Cool. Can I have you make a stealth check? Uh, This is what you see. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, 19. Capellus. You're good. You're hidden, by the way. Cool. You hear two snaps, and it's almost done in a very, like, showy way where where the the man that was preaching in the mass just goes... And two members of the congregation get up, and they both dive at the flame, trying to smother it with their own bodies. Wow. Oh, no. On the inside or on the... They come outside? Uh, on the inside. They're on oh, the inside, okay. trying to smother it from the inside. Oh, no. So it's not going to work. They're just going to burn up. Oh, no. <clears throat> uh. I hmm. guess I don't see that. It appears your worthless lumps of flesh are not quite enough. Uh, are they burning alive? They are. Oh, no! He snaps twice again. Two other members of the congregation run and dive. Can I see spot. this through the window from where we're at? Uh, well, you didn't tell me which yeah, side yeah. of the building you were Just hiding. I went west to behind a building, so probably not. Probably not. Uh, but uh, but Papellus can see what's going on. Papellus is horrified. Yeah. I... S- can I see the look on his face? Yes, you okay. can see Papellus's reaction. <clears throat> I, I I stand up and I go, Papellus, is it is it all right? What's happening? End the mischief! End the mischief! <laughs> Are we going in? 
Let's just go in and fight him. No, it's burning. <laughs> It'll be you all right. You hear two claps. Yep. And slowly, in one giant line, the congregation begins pouring out of the chapel. Oh, all okay. Right, nice. All right. I've won. You've won nothing. All you've done, little dwarf, is produced a little mischief. Just a little mischief. <laughs> it's nothing I or my divine powers cannot take care of. Now, you've been enough trouble for one day. <clears throat> We're going to have to erect a new chapel immediately so we can practice our faith. And in the meantime... I suggest you put on one of these masks. You will feel at ease. Three villagers approach you. Mm-hmm. The center one has a mask in his hand. Um, from my vantage point to the side, I, I think things are going sideways. Uh, so I want to cast Moonbeam on the preacher. Whoa, okay. straight to the preacher. Yeah. Uh, which is on page 261. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on the point within range, which is 120 feet, so I should be good. Uh, until the spell, spell ends, dim, dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn, it is, uh, or starts it there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 uh, damage on a failed... Radiant damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. A shape changer makes its saving throw with disadvantage, uh, and reverts to its original form if it fails. And on each of my turns, I can move it. Okay. It uh, I love this for a number of reasons. One is the implication that I get is that <laughs> this happens... And they still have no idea where you are because it's just this this yeah. beam that's like coming down from the heavens. Mm -hmm. So that works on multiple levels. Mm -hmm. uh, and two, that it's just covering the preacher that you you don't have to to deal with anybody else. Um, okay, so I need to make a Constitution saving throw here. Yeah, and then I do two D ten radiant. Uh, what is your spell save DC? Uh, <clears throat> 14. The pale beam descends upon the preacher, engulfing him. Ah! <laughs> he kneels down, hands clutched close to his chest. Why? I've been... I've been so faithful! Why must you punish me? And he puts his hand Whoa. on the mask. Whoa. And he's tugging at it. Does not remove it, but he is he's like almost like he's like trying to scratch at it or something. Whoa. Whoa. I rolled ten damage. Okay. Now, the villagers Seeing their master in danger, run to him. Oh no. Trying to help. They too enter oh, no. the pale beam. 
trying to drag him oh, no. out of its area. Uh, I don't know if we're in combat, so I don't know if we're in an order. Uh-huh. But the, the second I see villagers about to enter the beam, I would want to stop it. Okay. <clears throat> the preacher gets up, dusts off his expensive-looking clothes. I knew I was worthy. You! You fake! You poser! You could not suffer punishment from a god and live like I have! Uh... I hit him again with the moon. <laughs> I hit him again. I hit him again. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Surely I could watch. <laughs> Wait, you want me to hit you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, you said you hit him. So, dude, yeah. I wanted to be like, Surely I could watch, but then you just hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. <clears throat> so we'd have to roll again because it's a different... Right. And you're, you're... Sorry. Once again, your spell save DC is... 14. Okay. So he fails again. <laughs> uh, this time I just hit him for six. But it's radiant damage. I don't know if he's weak to that, but... Uh, how much damage was it again? Six this So time. we've done Ten, 16 total. Yeah, 16 Great. total. All right. Uh, <laughs> so this time... Once again, grabbing at the mask, he he stretches out a hand to you, and he goes, Are you causing this? Yes, yes. You, you fiend! My, my disciples, attack, attack the demon! Look at him. Watch as he attempts to peel off the very mask he supposes is sacred. Nice. Can I have you make an intimidation check, please? Okay. That is a 15. Yeah. It's my third 14 in a row. All right. <laughs> so while the preacher is melting under the magical energy of the moonbeam, <laughs> the villagers are confused. It seems whatever spell was cast over them, whatever thing is controlling them is weakening because of Sandstorm's efforts. And they see you, perhaps because of the influence of these controlling mass, as a new savior. And they start walking towards you, encircling you. And they all raise their arms up to the heavens, surrounding you, (laughs) staring up at the sky. And one such person, Caroline, Caroline is right next to you. Mm -hmm. And what she does and she jumps up into the air and in one motion rips off the mass. Nice. Staring at her, you see a blank face. Oh, God. Quite literally, oh. devoid of features. Oh. No eyes, no mouth, nothing. But you only see it for a split second. Because... Within seconds, after ripping off the mask, it's almost like she just melts into a mess of color, appearing and splashing down on the ground as one big puddle. What? (laughs) Uh, Papellus has never seen 
anything like this in his life and is starting to believe this is some serious mischief. (laughs) (laughs) So he... um, He's never been the victim of mischief very many times in his life, but he knows to play along. uh, That if he's the mark, uh, the best thing for him to do is to play along until it's time to counter. Uh, So he says, uh, Ah! Ah! I I see now. I I see. I see. Um, I... Everyone keep your masks on. <laughs> Everyone keep your masks on. Even you. And is he still like writhing and burning? He is. He's still writhing and burning. Yeah. In fact, to to add another layer to this, I would like you to roll damage again for okay. the moonbeam. Ooh. That is a 16. <laughs> No longer able to withstand the radiant fire of the moonbeam. His clothes completely melt. His skin starts peeling from the bone. And the preacher, who never even revealed his name, is now nothing than a mound of ash in front of you. However, the mask remains untouched. And that purple light that you saw from Gunder before is enveloping the mass, glowing with a hot intensity, almost inviting you to bask in its presence. Should I roll against the mask's presence? <laughs> like, like, are you saying that kind of a one ring thing? Yeah, exactly. Where it's yeah. like tempting you? Yeah. Um, what... So a little bit background of of Papellus. Yeah. Uh, would it make sense for it, his character? Uh, would it be difficult to resist such absolute power? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Then I think absolutely it's fair. Okay. Uh, let's make a wisdom saving throw. Please. Okay. Wis- wisdom's good for this. Hmm. All right. So that is uh, where I'm at with. Oh, that's plus three. So that's a nine. Okay. <laughs> So, it's almost like, it's almost like two magnets mm-hmm. pulling at each other. Yeah. With your, without even realizing it, you begin taking steps toward the mask. I'm still hitting it with my moonbeam, by the way. You yeah. are still hitting it with yeah. your moonbeam. Yeah, it's still enveloped in the moonbeam. So purple. <laughs> You've never seen something so enticing with your life. Mm-hmm. You've seen this preacher subject an entire group of people to his every whim. Yeah. Willing to throw their lives away with simple hand gestures. Yeah. You realize how much you could accomplish with this mask. You are just outside of the moonbeam. The mask is inches away. I see Papellus going at it, and I I, I step out and I go, Papellus, you got that look in your eye again. You got that look. What are you doing? You're about to step in my moonbeam. Thank you, Sandstorm. Thank God. God. It's so purple, Sandstorm. It's very purple, yes. Ah. No. You're going to burn your hand off. Okay. You, okay. You hear a voice 
seemingly coming from the mask itself. <laughs> this is what it says. Uh-huh. Papalis. <laughs> Think of the mischief we could cause. <laughs> no. No more. I don't hear the voice, right? Papalis. Play with me. No more. No more. I care now. I care for people now. The palace. <laughs> I will love you. Uh, Papellus kicks dirt into the ring, like like nice. trying to ignore it. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. I'm Papellus now. No. But you will always be a mischief maker. (laughs) (laughs) Papellus reaches into the beam of light. Papellus, no! Okay. It burns, but... Your hand remains fast. Okay. Roll, roll damage. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a 13. Dead. Just knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> he has 8 HP, so he's not he's not dead dead, but he's like unconscious. Just... <laughs> I go, I go, I go, oh shoot, and I run over to him. I run over to him and I stop the moonbeam. <laughs> I, I, I kneel down by him. I'm like, Papellus, Papellus. Um, <laughs> I want to cast Cure Wounds on Papellus. <laughs> okay. The, uh, the villagers are not reacting. They're all standing like stone statues, mm-hmm. almost as if waiting some sort of input. Uh, so I want to cure him up. Okay. Cure wounds, 1d8. Let me see. I hit him for 1d8 plus my con mod, I think. Spell casting ability. Uh, what that? Uh, yeah, so he gets five hit points back. So I'm at zero. Huh? I was at negative five, so basically I'm at zero now. Do we do negatives? I thought you just go to zero. And yeah, you, you oh, just okay. go to zero, but okay. if it's more than twice your max HP, you're instant. So if it yeah. had been 16, you would have died immediately. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. dead forever. But it was 13. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so uh, he's 5 HP. <laughs> Papellus, are you all right? Welcome back. <laughs> oh, Papellus, he speaks to me still. Who, who now remember, the moonbeam is the not mask. on the mask. The mask speaks to me. The mask is speaking to you? Yes. All right, Papellus, listen to me. Focus on my voice. Okay. 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 All right. So you saw when Caroline... Caroline? Yeah. Caroline, yeah. You saw when Caroline took off the mask. Yeah. She turned into a puddle of goo. Her mistake was taking off the mask. Well, hang on. I think there's one of two things. Either that's the real Caroline she died, she's gone now, which, uh-huh. you know, so it goes. Or <laughs> all the real people are hidden somewhere, and these are all a bunch of doppelgangers or something. And we got to find the real ones. 
So here, I'm gonna hang out with the mask, because you shouldn't be near it at this moment. It's my mask. Okay, that's fine. You can have it later. Just go and look for the bodies. Go look for the people in the town. See if they're around. Where? Everywhere. I'll stay here and guard the mask and the doppelganger. It's my mask. I that's should guard fine. I'm not I should guard oh, the my mask. Capellas, you've got that look plastered right on your face. You are laying in the dirt. Mm. Because you just about killed yourself on my moonbeam trying to get this mask. No, you killed me. No. Because I was getting my mask. There's so much mischief that could be happening. He speaks to me still, Sarah. Right now. focus on my voice. Focus on my voice. Fine. I I promise you, if we get out of this, you know, we can go to a town and do some light mischief of our own. (laughs) Okay? Nothing to hurt no one, but you can get back on your feet. Everything will be all right. You know, a little taste. Fine. But just come on now. Go look for the bodies. Where? Everywhere. What do you mean everywhere? Look in all the buildings. It's a small town. Right. It shouldn't take long. Fine. I'm British suddenly. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I'll go look like um, in Gundar's place. Okay. <clears throat> Grumpily. So irritated. <laughs> sure. That I can't get my mask back. Uh, so the question is, with you, with you being frustrated that you yeah. can't get your mask back, how much effort do you actually put into the search? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I kind of slam the door open, look both ways, and then just kind of slam it shut and go to the next place. Yeah. Great, great. <laughs> yeah. Can I have you make uh, a perception check but have disadvantage on it? Sure. Oh, um, boy. That's one seven. Okay. That's probably the one we'll go with. Yeah. So oh, and ta- a nat 20, though. So, yeah, nat 20, but we got to take the seven. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, with, and with the nat 20, though, so don't you eight. get it? I don't think you do. I no. think, oh. yeah. So you, Eight. partly because you don't care to search, yeah. everything just seems fine. It's, you yeah. know, it's empty, of course, but you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. Now, Sandstorm, well, you're kind of sitting there uh, looking at the mask. There are two things that I want to convey to you. It starts speaking to you Ooh. with an entirely different voice. Oh. Hey there, Sandstorm. <laughs> What? <laughs> I know you're the mask. What? You like animals? <laughs> yeah. Do you like them a lot? Yes. Now, what have I told you? <laughs> With his mask, you could have fun with all of them. <laughs> Everyone. What? What do you mean, have fun? All at once. All the animals? All animals. <laughs> All shapes and sizes. You ever seen an elephant? I've seen, I've heard of them. I could show you an elephant. <laughs> you want to ride one? Now look. Look here, you. <laughs> I don't trust you a minute. Uh-huh. At all. I think you're a bully. I don't know who or what you are, but I ain't having it. I'm not having it. Sense time. What? Nothing in this house. Are you looking? Are you really looking? Yes. <laughs> Papalas, I'm looking. He goes on to the next house. <laughs> Should I roll to withstand the mask? Yeah. Um, I'm also gonna have you make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That is a whoa, fifteen. Okay, you are not falling for it. Okay. This is just like some dumb voice speaking yeah, to you. you don't, yeah. It has no actual effect over your actions. Okay. Pellis, though, 
when you open the door to the inn, mm-hmm. you see just piled up, just thrown everywhere on the counter, on the floor, in the chairs, you see that same mask. Hundreds of them oh. all stuffed in oh. here. And they all begin speaking at the same time. Oh, no! <laughs> Papalus, 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 mischief. <laughs> Fulfill yourself. Become, become, become. Is he inside or is he standing really outside? Are. He just opened the door and saw this. So. Yeah, so he like closes the door. <laughs> he just kind of like walks in and closes the door. You're in? Yeah. Oh no. Tell me more. Tell me more. All of the masks in the room start sinking into each other, like melting into one mask. Oh, cool. Oh no. The mess that you're looking at, the sandstorm, begins fading, almost as if it's sinking into the ground. Hey, hey, where are you going, you? What are you doing? I'm going to go play with my animal friends. (laughs) 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 Hmm. So I'm thinking either we beat it or something's up. And I look around and I can't see Papellus. <laughs> so so Pape- I, I yell <laughs> yeah. out and I go, Papellus! Papellus! Uh, I crack the door open. Everything's fine! <laughs> I'm searching! It- Are you finding anything? Yeah! What? I'll get back to you. <laughs> he closes the door. I think that's a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like torn because I don't know if I should go see what Papellus is up to or stay with all the townsfolk. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're just like standing doing nothing, right? Correct. They're acting like statues. So I, I say, I say, all right, you lot, stay here. Don't do anything weird. Uh, I'll be right back. And so I like, I, I kind of like walk toward the inn, but like looking back at them, you know, to make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I take one of my six quarter stabs <laughs> and I like push the inn door open so I can stay out and still keep an eye on the people. Sure. As you're approaching the inn, however, uh, all of the masks become one mask. Yeah. Again. And uh, the voice starts speaking to you. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Uh, Papellus grabs the mask. Oh, no. And looks at it. And then says, I want. And then casts vicious mockery. <gasps> and says, for you to get a life, you <gasps> pathetic mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you pathetic mask. Oh, my God. It's vicious mockery. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments. Enchantments at a creature that you can see within range. If the target can hear you, though it need not understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic vent. Ven- <laughs> 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 disadvantage on the next attack rolls. Okay. Are there any other insults that you would like to viciously mock at the mask? You are thin and frail. You are but the waste of a hog. <laughs> You have no business floating in front of me, for you have no limbs. 
Do I hear this? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you probably hear that like mumbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm like nodding to myself. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right. What is your spell save, DC? Um, that should be on that page. It's Eleven. Eleven. All right, here we go. Okay. Very important roll. Is that the best you can do, (laughs) mischief maker? (laughs) Think of the words that we could teach others. (laughs) If only we were together. Mm -hmm. By this time, Sandstorm, you are at the end. Okay. Uh, I've got the door open, right? And I'm looking at the people, and I'm looking at Propellus. And I go, stay strong, Propellus. I heard your speech. I liked it. <laughs> it had no effect. <laughs> Those are my strongest words. Hmm. What do you want, Papellus? Um, I'm gonna have you make a because you're you're staring at it. Yeah, straight you're, like straight right at it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to have you make a check here. <clears throat> Uh, make a wisdom saving throw, please. 20. Not not 20, but 20 total. Okay. You hear the mass say, Attach. But you are able to resist this command. It cannot force you to attach it. Yet it thinks it has absolute power over you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I say, yes, mask, whatever you command. And then I toss it into the fireplace of the inn. You hurl it towards the flame. Mm -hmm. And it just starts laughing. Sandstorm, do you have any response to this action? Yes. Um, but I'm reading how this spell works first. Sounds like a cool spell. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I want to... I see that the flames don't seem to be having an immediate effect... So I want to run over, slide it out of the fire with a quarter staff. Okay. Um, my intention is to pick it up and then run outside to like the tree line in the dirt. Okay. Uh, and then, if that all happens, okay. Yep. Okay. I then I use mold earth, which is a transmutation cantrip, uh, that apparently is not in the book, but is in the website. So I don't know what's going on, but I think it's like it's just a cantrip. I you think in five E. It's 5e. Okay. I don't know. All right. Tell, Beyond me about, is weird. tell me about mold earth. Basically, it just lets me dig a five-foot hole uh, <laughs> real easily. Cool. If it's, if it's like, dirt, you yeah. know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I want to I wanna just I wanna move five feet of dirt out of this hole, <laughs> chuck the mask in, and bury it again. Okay. <laughs> you... 
You successfully do so. Okay. <laughs> and you only hear one line coming from the mask. And it's the same voice that addressed you specifically, Sandstorm. It goes, There are so many lovely insect friends down here. <laughs> and then it falls silent. Oh. Uh, I want to go see if the townsfolk or Papellas have kind of changed their attitudes at all. They have. Oh. You go to the townsfolk. <clears throat> and uh, you see that all of them don't have masks on anymore. Well, oh. do they have faces? They have faces. Oh, okay. And uh, they're all talking. There's quite a lot of chatter going on. They're going, "What happened? What happened? What? What's going on? Where? Why are we here? What? We? We just? What? What's going on? There's total confusion." And then you see Chester. Go. Where's? Where's oh, Carolyn? No. Where's Carolyn? Where is she? Where'd she go? What's happening? Uh, Papellus walks to the group and uh, says to Chester, uh, are you aware of the masks? Mask? No, I, I don't know anything about a mask. Chester, some terrible mischief befell your small town. Mischief? Of Almarine, yes. Dark mischief. What happened? Where is my wife? She is no more. No more? Yeah. He grabs you by the collar. Now listen. I usually try to be calm and fair, but you're joking about my wife. The person no most dear to me. You better be speaking the truth and have the evidence to back it up. We could dig up the mask again, but no. he's bad. He's a bad mask. No, don't. He's a bad mask. <laughs> a bad mask? Yes. What? Nobody knows about the mask? Nobody knows? I walk over and I say, maybe it's best if they stay in the dark about They're the just going to put the mask back on again. No, they shouldn't. They don't should put not. masks on. Don't ever wear masks in this town. Uh, I buried it. I buried it by the mountains. That, I point the opposite direction of where I buried it. It's that way. Don't go looking for it. It'll kill you all. You're telling me a mask murdered my wife? Mm, yes. Where is your proof? Is there any goo left from when she dissolved? Yeah, it's all there. Oh. This is what remains of Caroline. What? What? What is this, this strange liquid? And he bends down, and his hand passes over the puddle of liquid. And it stops. And he picks up a ring. Oh, no. Oh, no. A wedding ring belonging to his wife, Carolyn. And he clutches it and says, <coughs> It seems we have a lot to talk about. Gundar approaches and goes, Oh, I think, I think we better go back to the inn and, and, and hash things out. Uh, I remember Gundar and I say, Ah, 
that is a modicum... What's my voice? That's a little bit of proof. Uh, Gundar, do you remember making all those swords? No, but... He picks up his sword and turns it in his hand. This, uh, this does appear to be my handiwork, so... It seems... You have some credibility for what you're saying. Uh... I'll be right into the inn with all of y'all. I, I just want to try something first. Okay. okay. <laughs> Don't put the mask on. I'm not, The mask is gone. Okay. All right, so I'll go into the inn with the community. Okay. I... I don't think this will, I don't, like, I have no, like, expectation that this would work, but I try to cast Cure Wounds on the puddle of goo <laughs> of, of Carolyn. Sure. Pretty full well, like, the character full well knows it's not going to work, but yeah. she's going to try it. Uh, it would do eight healing, but I don't think it'll do anything. Two things happen. The vast majority of the goo... Dissolves completely. Oh. However, while most of it dissolves, some of it forms a single slender finger. Ew. Uh. I go, well, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I, I try again. I cast it again on it. Nothing happens? Nothing happens. Okay. I go, hmm. Uh, I pick the finger up, and I go into the inn. Okay. So, at the inn, uh, to kind of make things easy, uh, I'm assuming you guys try to explain the situation. I give the finger to to Chester as well. I so, said this was in the goo. So, Chester is pretty bummed out by the whole situation, obviously. He's, he starts crying. Um, but to kind of give you a sense of what this town, what this community is like. Uh, after a while, I would say after about an hour or so of talking about it and hashing it out and, and airing their concerns, they all agree that the best thing that they can do is is keep the spirit of the town that so many of them loved and that Carolyn loved intact. And so they, they decide to go back to their homes, get some rest, and, and wake up tomorrow in an attempt to move on. Did the four people who threw themselves in fire in the chapel, are they dead? They're not dead. Okay. They're not dead, um, but they are burned. Okay. They are burned. They're okay, though. Okay, that's good. Um, in fact, in, in kind of a sad way, they actually used some of Carolyn's herbs to get better. Ah. And so uh, they all go They all go home to sleep. Um, <laughs> I guess this timeline doesn't really make sense because we started in the morning, but just for the sake of... Story. It's been a long day. It's let's, been a whole day. Yeah, say, it took most of the day. We let's had to say, explain a lot of things. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you had to explain a lot of things. It was a hard concept for them to, to wrap their heads around. Yeah. So, this is where we're going to end this story. Maybe we can... Uh, maybe we can pick it up at some point in the future. It's not a promise. But uh, this is this is kind of where I want to leave you. You guys spend the night at the end. You wake up, and uh, Chester comes to your room. He has some tea that he's made for you. He goes, ah, hey, hey, guys, uh, thanks for saving us from ourselves, I, I guess, yesterday. I, I made you some tea with 
some water from the well and, and these leaves that Carolyn used to really love. I, I think it'll really perk you up in the morning. And he uh, sets the tea down in front of both of you. He's holding a mug as well. And he drinks from the cup. Oh, no. <clears throat> and the moment the tea touches his lips, the cup falls to the ground. And he grabs his face. And you hear the voice <laughs> that you've heard before. And it says... I've infected the earth. <laughs> I'm in the water. <sighs> I'm in the dirt. I will always haunt this town. I go, ah, oh, shoot. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Get> a <to> black. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Executive producer, Ben Moore. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the story at least of right now, of All Marine. Uh, thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for the characters. Um, I'm sorry I, I kind of rushed things along at the end there. Oh, that well. was great. But, yeah, uh, yeah is there, are there any closing thoughts from your characters' perspectives? We What's going credits. on in their heads? Uh, there's a problem. Uh, when, uh, when Sandstorm handed the, the finger to Chester, uh-huh. uh, uh, Papellus thought it was funny. <laughs> what does this mean? Inside, he thought that was funny. He's trying so hard to be empathetic, but deep inside, he thought that was a funny image, and what? he smirked a bit. Was there a physical reaction? Just the <laughs> tiniest smirk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a grimace. I hope we learn more about Papellus. <laughs> Sandstorm, is there any other things from your, from your perspective that you'd like to... Uh, if that was the mid-credits moment, mm -hmm. the after-credits moment is, is me just, like, not drinking the tea and <laughs> <setting it> down <laughs> gingerly. Cool. Well, I hope And you picking up a quarterstaff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Raging as the Machine starts playing. Probably I not. really wish we could end this episode. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed... This one-off story, I hope you enjoyed. The town, the characters, uh, you guys did an excellent job. Thank you for rolling with the punches so well. Um, hopefully, we should be we should hopefully be back with a regular episode of Tabletop Escapades next week. We'll see you then. Bye.